I want to fall off the face of the planet. I really just kind of want to like fade into obscurity. And I think that's not a bad thing. I think a lot of people put so much emphasis on like success equaling fame. And like, I think it's okay to like not want to be famous. Fears, 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 weather, fears, food, fears. Hello, hello, hello. I'm Joey Nolfi, Entertainment Weekly's RuPaul's Drag Race reporter, but today you will call me Booberella. I am one half of EW's twin bot duo, and I'm currently broadcasting live from the year 2010 on the Season 3 Drag Queens in Space Challenge, which is owed a huge debt by the Season 15 Blame It on the Edit music video. Give us back those balls! Scarlet! And I'm Jillian Cedarholm, Entertainment Weekly's news director, and I would like to take this opportunity to declare... Anytime you heard me on this podcast, stumbling over reading a sentence or pronouncing a common word, that was the edit I was given. Not recalling a simple detail from Drag Race, that was just my edit. Especially that time I said there were seven letters, six vowels in the name Jillian. All just the edit I was given. Truth is, our producer, Sammy, was hired by Joey to sabotage me, make me look bad, make Joey look like the clear winner of Quick Drag Podcast, because they're haters who can't take my extraterrestrial ferocity. The gas levels indicate that your anus is burning. I was assured today that Jillian would not be doing a bit, and she arrived with a turquoise wig, star sunglasses, blue lipstick, and that bit prepared, which I was unaware (laughs) of. So let's take it to the audience. What does the audience think? Um, Was that a bit? Yes or no? Sound off in the comments. Um, But together, we are feeling our Judy Jetson hooker fantasy. So I like a Judy Jetson hooker. So I'm Judy Jetson hooker. No, we, we mustn't forget that in space, no one can hear you let loose. So let's get into today's recap of season 15, episode 14. Damn you, Boomerella, Ella, Ella, eh, eh, eh. Ah! This is the last season 15 episode taking place inside the Drag Race studio, and it's the Queen's last time in the workroom. Even though Lucy LaDuca is no longer with them at the start of the episode, we kick off with yet another round of shady reflection after her lipstick mirror message before the Queens get their final challenge of the season from RuPaul. They will be writing their own verses to RuPaul's song Blame It on the Edit and starring in its music video. But first, they have the annual Tic Tac Lunch with RuPaul and Michelle Visage. The Queens go to some deep places so, Joey, who moved you the most in the Tic Tac lunch? I think, of course, like Sasha. Like, just seeing someone as accomplished and well-known in this community as Sasha Colby, breaking down over these things that are more relatable and just this stuff with her family. And I think it was really powerful what she said about she she will never feel or hear that validation from her mother Mm -hmm. and seeing her succeed somebody who has built such a a stature in this industry say that on this platform while breaking down it was a really nice vulnerable moment and it humanized sasha in a real way beyond this sort of goddess figure that she's been built up as so my heart really went out to sasha in that moment so i think that was the one that that hit me the hardest Yeah, she had quite the story to tell, um, but it does make me sad that we lost her bonding with 
aura over some similar tragedies they yeah. had in their lives yeah. earlier this season. Um, but I'm glad that we got to hear Sasha's story. Um, for those keeping track, I did keep count of the the cry count. Sasha did full cry. Anitra <laughs> could not shed a tear. Not Mistress teared count. up briefly, and Lux was a pretty uh, happy <laughs> interview. <laughs> Jillian, did you cry at all watching this? Was there a cry count for you? Uh, well, maybe out of boredom for this episode. Is that in but- your little notepad? <gasps> no. <laughs> <laughs> this traditionally, this episode just—I mean, normally this episode feels endless to me, but I guess because yeah. we're still riding the we had cut down episodes for so long, I'm I was still like, oh, they didn't even show us really singing their verses or anything. Like, there's so much more we could have had. Yeah, that's true, actually. And they didn't really show writing the verses too much beyond Lux sleeping on the couch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which so. is my favorite image of the season, by the yes. way, Lux sleeping on the couch. <laughs> But, I mean, Michelle also made a stunning revelation as to which lip sync she thought was her favorite Drag Race lip sync of all time. She said this during the Anitra's Tic Tac lunch. She said that her lip sync against Marsha to Doja Cat's Boss Bitch was her favorite. Now, we have famously seen Michelle lose her shit over many lip syncs on this show, particularly Roxy Andrews' stunning wig reveal, which made her lose her mind and snap her fingers and sear her reaction face into our collective consciousness for eternity does michelle saying this though do you think that means she is deeming it to be the best lip sync of all time and is that a controversial choice for the best lip sync of all time because as you well know jillian i distinguish very hard between favorite and best oh wait so what did michelle say best or favorite she said favorite okay so Hmm. Well, we did write a whole article about this moment, Mama. But I think that <laughs> I think that I don't know. I don't buy it. I think let's ask Michelle in a year when she doesn't have the queen involved in the lip sync in front of her what her favorite lip sync is or the best. But even if this has changed to be her new favorite and best, I don't think it's controversial because it's not like she said Spice and Lucy. This was a legitimately right. great lip sync and it's very recency bias i could see somebody maybe choosing this as their top yeah i think we discussed at the time that this was a great lip sync it is an all-time great lip sync i don't know if i'm ready to put it at number one yet i think we have to i think a lip sync has to be it has to live in the drag race consciousness for like at least six months for you to like for it to sit comfortably at the top of any sort of list. So I think we have to wait a little bit. It's definitely going to land, all, I think, of, of all time within the top five, but I don't know about best of all time yet. It is, I think, Anitra's best lip sync. It is Marsha's best lip sync, but they have only had, obviously, a handful of lip syncs on this season so far. So I think it's still, we still have a little bit of time to, uh, see where this lands well i like learning the nolfi rules that six months is the magic number of between something of knowing if yeah, it was actually good six or not months. um for, for, for lip syncs yeah okay <laughs> why what would you suggest oh i don't know no i think it's good well i said a year but i i don't know if i had a hard and fast rule so yeah I'm, i'd say maybe after we've seen at least another season and we've forgotten some of this season's magic like what will we still remember from this season in after next season airs that's what i was discussing this with one of my friends yesterday and i do think it is worth it to point uh out that there i I feel like looking back on this season 
I'm not sure what the iconic moments are going to be and what people still talk about. Cause the only things that I can really think of are, um, Anitra and, uh, Marsha's lip sync, Sasha doing the neck crack and like just sugar and spice in general. Like what, what I'm not yeah, sure what else. I think all of the, all of the fight, mo- the gate moments, I think we'll remember all of and the, the eras, mistresses the eras. eras. Yeah. Um, the, maybe some of Selena's <laughs> hated looks on the runway. Oh, um, Selena. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I don't know. Like, I think maybe <gasps> the I'm. Post. Yes, the lamppost will stand the test of time. I mean, I'm still, I'm really wondering if they're going to do the the golden boot or what's the boot award to uh oh, yeah. this year the lala reboot award at the next week's reunion or this week's reunion. reunion i feel um, like they're I, I hope they do that's always a fun moment because the queen who gets it like wears it proudly usually yeah which i i, I don't know like i think selena would just because she has a good yeah. sense of humor but also that was a look that she stood by and had worked True. with on a design with a designer on so yeah. I don't know. I, I love Selena. I don't want to hurt her feelings I either. I do too. I love Selena. Um, so getting back to this episode, the queens make their way to the set, uh, which has been transformed into a spaceship named the USS Ruzy Q, reminiscent of Michael and Janet Jackson's Scream music video, as well as the Queens in Space Challenge from season three, as you referenced earlier, after an extreme makeover. Uh, Miguel Zarate is there instead of Jamal Sims as choreographer on this episode to teach the queens their routine for the video. And just like she did a few episodes ago for the Rusical, Mistress appeared to be struggling to pick up the choreography. In the final video, though, all the queens did pretty well, including Mistress, who despite missing a few steps, still pulled off the challenge, gave us a iconic <laughs> arms and X. legs out <laughs> flying <laughs> X <laughs> image. Um, so who did the best in terms of choreography to you and who had the best verse of the song? Um, choreography. I am giving to mistress because of that <laughs> X alone. That X is okay. I have to say, add that to the list of things that people are still going to be talking about uh, down the line. That X and also Sasha's verse in this. I think that Sasha's verse and people immediately lost their minds online when this uh, came out. But I found myself wondering why Sasha didn't wear that look that she wore in the music video on the runway because I think that look would have read better on the runway than it did in the music video because the music video was kind of distorted. It was black and white. The mm-hmm. image, the imagery was kind of distorted a little bit. And I just think that to get the full scope, I would love to see her post like a full uh, picture of that look because I think that it deserved a runway spotlight versus mm-hmm. the music video spotlight. But I also think that Lux deserves a little bit more credit than she's getting here, too. I thought that her verse, and specifically the way she delivered the verse, was the first one that was immediately stuck in my head. Oh, um, really? So, yes. I think that they I think they all did well. But I think the way that Lux sort of sang into the rapping and is the one that was the biggest earworm for me, for sure. Hmm. I would say, well, getting back to Sasha's look i think i mean i think because it was the most alien and they knew that this was going to be a space theme that that makes sense to then 
have where what on your runway what we'll i guess talk about later um, yeah but i think that if sasha knew maybe if I, I mean i don't know if they told them beforehand what it was going to look like but i feel like if you would have just given the kind of fashion queen that sasha is i think that if you would have told her this is going to be super cropped in distorted black and white i don't know if she would have worn that but why not look more iconic in a music video that will probably be referenced more than a final four episode runway? Is it going to be referenced more than the final I think, I mean, I don't know. Don't you go back and like, and we see clips from previous seasons. Oh, that's videos true. Okay, or no, we talk right. about them. Right. Like, yeah, right. I don't know. I feel like this is something Jillian is right, happen. everybody. <sighs> that's surely going to be edited out by the end of this episode. Um <laughs> But I was sad that we didn't get the the them filming the mistress and a couple of them were doing like flying things. I wanted that yeah. season eight kimchi <laughs> trying yes. to keep her legs up on the box moment of how they yes. made the magic. Um, but for me, the verses, I think they were actually shown in the order that I enjoyed them. Anitra just wasn't I, I can't really remember anything she said other than stomping on roaches, which I didn't totally get because this is not... Stomping on roaches and walking ducks, Jillian. Yeah, well, ducks, yes, but was there a was there a roach from earlier this season, this or was it she mean a joint? I don't know. I was like trying to look for references because I do like when there are references <laughs> in these. Um, whereas Lux, I was like, oh my god, this is where you call yourself the gatekeeper, <laughs> make a gatekeeper reference. I loved that she sang half of it and rapped half of it, but I, I don't know, like lyrics wise, after she bragged about being great at a bitch track and then took a nap, I was like, oh, we're really going to get something. And like Lux loves this show and loves referencing. And then I wasn't like, I don't know. I don't think I could. We are going to lift Lux up for giving us. We're the 30 other references that Lux gave this season, Jillian. This is a pro Lux. Do not get it twisted. This is a pro Lux (laughs) podcast. And I absolutely do not want to contribute to any of the negativity that she's been getting. (laughs) What? This is a pro Lux podcast. A prolapsed? (laughs) <laughs> my teeth are turning blue from the lipstick now i am this gonna take i do have podcast. a pro breast <laughs> this is a prolapse podcast okay uh, back I'm on sorry. track um, <laughs> but okay no i just i just wish that there was more of a reference there so then sasha was was next and i thought she looked amazing i'm glad that she kept this outfit on and she sounded really cool um and the lyrics i thought were pretty good but mistress i thought had the best where she was referencing stuff. She had like a good rhyming pattern. Um, I loved that she referenced like the thing that we had recent, just recently seen a bitch from West bum tuck. I thought that yeah. was great. I usually, whoever puts the mama Rue reference in their verse will turn out to be my least favorite, but even that she was fine. Didn't say it in such a yeah. happy way that I was like, okay, I'll keep a mama Rue in this one. Right. And I did, I loved that none of these seem outside of like maybe a few references here or there. I think that a lot of these verses usually take the same approach to their poetry, which is sort of like stomping in, gonna take the crown, Mama Roo, look at me, I'm stomping over all these bitches. Like that's usually what the tone of these verses that where they go. But I feel like none of these really did that in a way that was as obvious as it has been in past seasons so i liked that collectively that it didn't feel like that 
I think Alaska has done her part at every opportunity calling out people not saying crown me mama Rue. She has like repeated that yes. so many times <laughs> talking yes. about finales that I think it's now in anyone's head that pays attention to drag race to stop doing that. Yes, I hope so. So on the main stage, the queens came out in their best drag excellence look on the runway. And we got, I th- I felt like we got similar vibes from almost all of them. Uh, they all seemed to be just going for like a big glamour, very clean looks. But who to you had the best look on this episode? Yeah, I guess I was kind of underwhelmed. I think it's always this yeah. thing where we've heard some people say, well, hey, like, I didn't even know if I'd make it that far. So I like the dress that I wore, I wore it out. I wore it earlier or just, you know, this is the last thing I could fit in my suitcase as well as some like have that have gone like all out and and had something like truly amazing. But this one, they were all kind of middle of the road for me. I think Sasha's was the most pleasing to my eye, the way that Mm -hmm. it it looked and was shiny. And I love the orchids in her hair as a reference to Hawaii. Um, So yeah, I think, but I wasn't like super gagged over anyone. Yeah, yeah, same. I wasn't uh I I wasn't dead over any of these, but I think they were all great. Um I think that Mistresses was probably in terms of like pattern and just overall silhouette. I thought she looked beautiful as with her hair and the the fact that the leopard beads were beaded into the dress instead of being on the pattern i thought that was gorgeous um but my favorite look i think was anitra's just because it was the most i think daring it was a little bit weird it was a hint of oddity it was the color was beautiful and yeah i just think that it was the most avant-garde of all of them well we were losing our tear ducts over losing our fluids from our eyes over (laughs) edit that lots of tears were shed this is a prolapse podcast edit that out (laughs) lots of tears are shed as the queens speak to their younger selves and rupaul crowns sasha the winner of the challenge and deems lux safe securing both their places in the finale this means that Anitra and Mistress are both the are in the bottom and are going to lip sync to David Guetta and Kelly Rowland's When Love Takes Over, which results in the first double Shantae of the season, meaning RuPaul lied to us all, including the queens, <laughs> about the finale being a top three. Yes. Was this the right time to do a double Shantae, the first and only double Shantae of season 15? I will say that it has absolutely nothing to do with who was in the bottom two this time as to why I'm saying this. It just has to do with the lip sync that was delivered before between Marsha and Anitra. Like that obviously should have been the double Shantae of the season if there was only going to be one. And that does not mean that I do not love Anitra and Mistress because they, I love both of them. And I just think that it feels odd to have not just when you can because people are inevitably going to compare the two lip syncs and they're going to look at the lip sync between mistress and anitra and be like was that really the lip sync that deserved the double shante like obviously no it was the lip sync between Marsha and anitra but i love the idea of having a top four instead of a top three i really do i loved the structure of the finale last year where we got the individual performances from all of the queen's and then they narrowed it down to the final two to have a lip sync smackdown between the two of them. I hope that they do that again this year. So I just think the more queens we have going into that, the better. So I 
like more queens being in the finale, but do I agree that this should have been the only double Shantae? No. Um, but that does not mean that I am saying that I think that one of them should have gone home because it has nothing to do with their talent and the way they performed in the lip sync. It just was not up to double Shantae standard, I think. Yeah, I guess, I don't know, I'm torn because I would like for there to be a top three again someday. It's been a long time. We haven't really had one since season eight, although season 12 was by default. Um, But that was also just not a traditional finale. And other than, like, obviously, we love the winner of that season, but just the way that that all went down was quarantine times and difficult and different. Um but so I don't know. I wish that she like I wish she hadn't promised us that then and I and like had made it or promised us and made a decision or made it like, you know what? Like I'm not even gonna think about this. It's not because I can't declare a winner to this lip sync. I'm just love you all and want you to all to be in the finale. I guess I just mm-hmm. wanted it structured in a different way if that's the outcome. But I thought Anitra was really smart in the lip sync to go into it knowing that Mistress would probably go a comedy route. And then also lean into comedy herself versus like if Mistress was going full funny and then Anitra's just like duck walking around, I think that would be kind of an awkward, I don't know, like more awkward lip sync. But I thought it was nice that, not nice, but just um, proved that Anitra can, does have more tricks up her sleeve to be able to do that kind of a lip sync as well. So I thought that that was fun. Yeah. Well, heading into the reunion on Friday and then the finale one week after that on April 14th, I think we should, given that this is the penultimate competitive episode that takes place on the Drag Race set, I think we should reflect a little bit on the season and who we think will win and why. So I'm torn here. I mean, I've been saying to you, I I don't think I haven't said it on the podcast, but I, Jillian and I, you and I have been talking about who we think is going to win and and why. And I've just been having this um recurring feeling that i think the way that it's being edited i think the edit that anitra is being given and the fact that i just think that there have been a lot of matchups like the theme of the season has been anitra performing against other people whether it's in a lip sync or in the voguing challenge um they gave her that great edit in the rusical not saying she didn't do well in the rusical but like i mean she had that really emotional story paired with her performance in the rusical i just think that they're giving her a very 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 I can see the clear narrative there more so than I can see the narrative for Sasha, which is uh, icon comes in. Everybody respects her and loves her. She excels. We get a little tiny bit about her personal life and then just crown her. That seems inevitable to me, but I think Anitra has the story in the edit of the season so far. And I can see them in some capacity, whatever format the finale takes of it getting down to being a Sasha and Anitra situation and Anitra, given that she has given us such amazing performances in the Voguing Challenge and in lip syncs, I could potentially see it going that way. That's just what my gut is telling me at this at this point. That's not what I, I'm saying I want to happen, but I just am seeing the path to that happening. Yeah, I can see that. And she's also been a very popular pick online. Yeah. So I don't want to take anything away from Anitra, but I guess of the four, that would probably be my fourth place pick of who I would, who I would personally be most excited about. Um, And I think that's because, and just to take nothing away from Anitra, but I think that there were times where 
I love Anitra so much more in the confessionals than I think I do in name that challenge other than a lip sync match. Mm-hmm. Um, I love the personality she shows in those confessionals and I just don't always see it in an acting challenge. Or I mean, I guess I do, but I don't know for some reason it's like she keeps flying under my radar. Cause now I'm thinking back like, okay, when they did the, the celeb challenge and she was doing the walking walk and talk with Frankie Grande, like that was really fun. But in the moment there was like another one that I enjoyed more. And I guess maybe that's what's in my head. Cause the other three are, well, two are such bigger personalities and Sasha is such a just all around, like every challenge. Like I think that in the Daytona wins, um, I didn't like Anitra was working with Marsha, but I thought Marsha was doing better. So maybe I'm just always like seeing the other person. Um, so I don't know. Like I, maybe that's just the reason that I'm always looking for who has the most personality and is the most like any challenge thrown at them proved themselves that they could do comedy could could perform could act um and then i think like mistress has just been such a dominating personality for me and i just like i'm so ready for a big girl to win this thing i need it to happen on a regular season mistress is really one that i thought at many times throughout the season could be that person Um, I think really like the struggle over the choreography in the last couple episodes was really a disservice to her. Um, Lux, I really love and I just love her personality. I don't like I'm so sad for the shit that she's getting online for being confident. I don't think she was ever not backing up her confidence. And I think it's fine for people to be confident. Yeah. And it almost makes me worry if she were to win what kind of backlash she would get. And yeah. I don't want her to have to live through that because no matter Same. how much confidence you have, that sucks. Um, mm-hmm. And I also think she's still such a new queen that I would really love to see her go out into the world for a few years performing and like show us what she has coming back on an all-star season. Oh, she would, Lux would kill, would kill. an all-star. Yeah. So would like Mistress. I see like a kind of like a Naomi Smalls arch for her. Yes. Like, um, oh, that is a very perfect comparison. Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, but then not get a bunch of hate like Naomi got for all stars, but True. whatever. She would, she would also have the confidence to kick Manila Lux would out, have too, the I'm confidence. Sure. Yes, Lux so, would have yeah. the confidence to cause chaos on yeah. an all-stars as and well. Naomi's and Naomi's doing just fine. But this is really one of the most collectively like best top fours I think we've had yeah, in a really long time. Yeah, I think it's time. a really strong top four. But I, to mm-hmm. me, it's like, I understand what you're saying about the narrative around Anitra versus Sasha, but I guess to me, it's like, what is the narrative other than, because I'm, you know, as I confessed earlier on this podcast series that i did not go into this standing sasha like every single other person that watches this show apparently um knowing and loving her but she really did prove herself to me like lived up to her legacy and her reputation and had the goods and won me over and so i think now i'm like well like what is the what is the what like what are we going to say about that if she's just like she came in proved herself did everything and then still wasn't enough to be crowned because she didn't duck walk enough. Yeah. Give us back those balls! Scarlet!
Well, we only have one interview this week, but it is a good one. You definitely want to stick around because we have Princess Poppy, another queen who was eliminated, sort of looking like a Judy Jetson hooker, just like us today, who is giving her very first interview since her elimination episode. And she is explaining a little bit about her absence from the spotlight, what she's been up to, and finally answering some questions about her time on the show. Stay tuned for this exclusive interview coming up next. So I like a Judy Jetson hooker. Hey folks, it's Hunter Lewis, Editor-in-Chief of Food & Wine. This fall, we're launching the new Food & Wine Classic in Charleston with our partners at Southern Living and Travel and Leisure, and we want to see you there. This incredible three-day culinary experience will showcase the hospitality, food, drinks, and culture of one of our favorite cities in the country. Join us September 27th to 29th to learn more from iconic chefs, share a glass with innovative wine experts, and get to know Charleston with one-of-a-kind experiences curated by the experts at Food & Wine, Southern Living, and Travel and Leisure. Tickets are on sale now at foodandwine.com forward slash Charleston Classic. That's foodandwine.com forward slash Charleston Classic. See you down in Charleston. Hello and welcome back to EW's Quick Drag Podcast. Make sure you have any and all dating slash hookup apps closed and safely stowed in the overhead compartments for takeoff because you do not want to block any part of this next interview. Joining us for a very special discussion, marking one of the first interviews she has done since her elimination episode, we are very, very happy to have here with us the lovely and hilarious Princess Poppy. Hi, Poppy. How are you? Hi, I'm good. How are you? I am so great now that I'm talking with you. I have truly missed chatting with you these past few weeks, but I do have to ask you first, how is Princess Petunia? Is she still like thriving and surviving? What is her status? Like what is going on? Well, you will have to tune in um, (laughs) two weeks from now to see the finale of RuPaul's Drag Race to know how she's doing. I think you might be seeing her. Oh my gosh, surprise cameo tease. I am so yes. excited. We, yeah, we yes. haven't had an update on her in a while. So I just, I hope she's doing well. Is she still alive? Can we at least yeah, say she that? Yeah, she is. She's preparing for her world tour. So <laughs> she's very busy at the moment. She's opening for Beyonce on the Renaissance she, tour? Is well, that actually, saying? Beyonce's opening for her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as it should be. As it should be. Exactly. Um, well, thank you again for being here. I mean, this conversation is it's significant because even though we talked one-on-one for those preseason interviews and in that really fun group discussion that we did mm-hmm. before the season <laughs> began, it's like I'm going back and I'm looking for like clues that you all were dropping in those interviews and I am finding copious clues, let me tell you. But oh um, this is the first interview that that you have done in a while and I was mm-hmm. I was sad that we didn't get to talk with you after the elimination back on episode 3 um but we are here now and if you are comfortable I mean can you maybe just explain or tell us what's been going on and and why you've maybe taken a break from the spotlight for the last 2 months Right um well I feel like I got very burnt out um mm-hmm. from doing the show and doing the experience and i went onto the show knowing that i'm not great with social media mm-hmm. um and i i don't overly enjoy that aspect of you know the career of drag like i don't enjoy when i started um social media wasn't that big i guess it was more about the performing mm-hmm. and um it just became a lot. And I know a lot of the other girls in the cast um, felt the same way. 
and sort of expressed to me that they wish they had kind of done the same. Um, and yeah, it just, it just became a lot. And I just kind of removed myself from it. Um, and I'm really glad that I did because I probably wouldn't be as happy as I am now without doing that. So it was like a two month sort of recharge from the experience of being thrust into the exposure that being announced on the cast brought with you, like the good and the bad. Exactly. And I felt like once I'd gotten um, nobody was really going to be like really asking for me, if, not in like a, woe is me, but sort of like I could take a break and no one's going to be like, why are you not posting? Why are you not doing this? Mm-hmm. Um, because there are obligations with being on the show. You have to post certain things. And I was just like, I did my stuff. I posted it. I'm good. <laughs> just, yeah. I want to be left alone. I want to chill. I want to vibe. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. And, and I've also spoke about this before. Um, drag to me as a career wasn't always like a long-term thing. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I went into this process knowing that like, I don't want to pursue drag full-time for like ever. Mm-hmm. which I think a lot of Queens um, do do that. And I also, I even auditioned with the show or for the show, knowing that, um, and I considered not doing it, but this season 15 was sort of my last um, time doing it. I think that's kind of why I went all out. Um, mm-hmm. I also did it. So I didn't have any regrets. Um, but when I did get on the show, I was talking to my therapist and just people in my life. And I was like, I'm not entirely sure that I want to do this because I know it's not something that I want to continue further. Mm -hmm. Um, But I'm really glad that I did do it. And I'm really glad that I got on the show. I mean, the cast alone is like the number one reason why I'm I'm happy that I did it just because it's such a cool group of people. Mm -hmm. Um, And also, I mean, meeting people like you, and uh, meeting people on the road, like fans, has been incredible. But um, I, I would not give up this experience for anything. It's been yeah. hard, but it's been a really rewarding and uh, cool experience. I don't think mm-hmm. a lot of people get to do something like this. So um, I don't take it for granted. And, and as we've seen as with some of your other castmates too this season, I think the, the magnifying glass does you go under the magnifying glass. It's not just going on a TV show. It's the magnifying glass of social media, of of all the stuff that you're saying that you took a break from. But I think we did get a glimpse of this in Untucked on your your final episode when you said, if I go home, I'm pretty okay with it. And you did say on the show too, that you considered quitting drag the year prior to filming. So I, I just wanted just because you're bringing that up now, I was going to ask you this later, but I think that this makes sense to ask you this now. Um, can you clarify what you meant there? Because Mistress immediately was like, no, girl, you should want to be here. Right. Um, what I meant was that I really love the art of drag and I really respect the show and all of the other contestants, but winning and, and advancing further in the competition than I did, or j- just being a, a success on the show wasn't everything. Like just getting on the show to me was like incredible. Like I did not even expect to get on the show. Like it was just such a long shot for me. So to even be accepted onto it was just like, oh, I won. Like yeah. anything beyond that, I was just like, it really doesn't matter because like I've already 
I've already achieved what I wanted to. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it wasn't this like huge devastation to me. I mean, it was devastating because I <laughs> lost a lot of money, but like, yeah. it's, you know, money is money. Um, but I also saw the other girls like Lucy and Jax and they were like sobbing. Like we had taken a break um, before we came in and we like had a little lunch break and they were like inconsolable. Like Jax and I've known Jax for a long time. Yeah. So for me to see her in that state was really hard. And like, it, it, I think it hit me then that like, I don't want it nearly as much as these other girls around me. Mm-hmm. Um, and not that I didn't want it, but it just like, it, didn't devastate me like these girls that were in the bottom with me. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Well, and I think in realizing that in your own time, nobody can fault you for that. I mean, if that, that's something that takes a lot of consideration and that I know that you, you don't take lightly, but, and given what you said earlier in the, this interview, just a few minutes ago, I mean, have you, are you saying that, ha- have you fully gotten past that point where you're considering quitting drag or is that still something that you are, planning to do um i think that uh, it's something that i'm planning to do okay i i love drag i really genuinely do um and i don't want it to to be like i'm i'm quitting drag like princess poppy's always going to be there i'm always going to do it um but i'm probably going it's probably going to be a lot less frequent Mm because also touring and doing drag all the time is really rough like it's just it's tough on your body and if you're not like loving every minute then it's it's really difficult mm-hmm. so yeah. um yeah i'm probably going to be taking a step away in the foreseeable future so do you have a timeline in place like after so i know we have the reunion and then the finale um so after that you're going to take a step back from touring and performing do you know how long um, I don't know how long I'll probably be a drag con. Um, mm-hmm. but other than that, um, I'm, I'm going to probably be taking a, a bit of a step back. Okay. Yeah. And, and what do you hope to accomplish in that taking the step back? Is there other aspects of, you know, your career or, or things that you want to explore? Yeah. Um, I'm, I've actually been, since I got back from the show, I've been working on other stuff that, um, I haven't really been telling anybody about just because I just, I don't want to share it with the world or like with other people. Cause I feel like with drag, it didn't get ruined, but it, some of the magic of drag kind of got zapped away from me by like sharing it on such a big scale. Yeah. Um, and it just didn't make it that fun for me because like, drag to me when i'm all with all my friends like yeah we cut up and we like insult each other but it's more out of a, out of a place of like love and like friendship and mm-hmm. getting on the show and like seeing such negative things about myself and about the girls that are on the show um it it just kind of it, it took away a lot of the enjoyment that i get from drag mm-hmm. And I, I imagine that it that a lot of that came from. I mean, the the Roscoe's appearance. I know it's a, a difficult thing to to probably talk about, but I I do remember seeing an uptick in people saying things after that. So, how did the reaction to that moment with what you said about the test? How did that impact you? And what did you l- learn maybe from that moment? Right. Well, I'm a terrible public speaker. Um, and that's another thing too is that i don't think that i'm great 
in the public eye. Like, I think I'm much more suited to be behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, I just, I kind of knew that about myself going on too, that I'm just not a great speaker. I, I always may speak and I have a terrible foot and mouth disease. Um, but yeah, after that happened, it was obviously difficult to see so many horrible things and get so many horrible messages. Um, I don't think any person is like ready for that level of um, disdain and hate. And I also think too, that it's like humans are not meant to be isolated and it felt very isolating. Uh-huh. Um, and it, it just, it was not a great time, but also it, was something that I said. So I sort of had to like live with the, um, the consequences. Yeah. And I try to explain myself on Twitter, which just made it ultimately worse. Um, so yeah, it, it was, it was really difficult, but it also was in many ways good because it it really did I, I wanted to take a break from social media anyways. Like I knew that I was probably not going to be posting as frequently as some of my other castmates, but um, I think it really was like, okay, I'm, I'm definitely taking a break now. Um, I just want to sort of not see these horrible things that people are saying about me. Yeah. Well, do you, I, I'm still unclear on the story that you told, like, was that something that was a joke or was that something that you, like you were just saying that you actually did? Well, it was more of a joke because what happened was that I had COVID like weeks before Mm -hmm. um, I got on Drag Race or left. And um, I was not sick at that point. Um, I had not been sick for a while, but in PCR tests, it shows up in your system for a while. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I kept having to go back and take, I, there was a, um, urgent care right near my, my place. And I had to go there like five to six times in one day and keep taking the test. Um, and it just kept coming back positive. I'm like, I don't know what to do. Like I'm not sick. The doctors there are saying I'm not sick. I went to then another doctor, like an actual doctor, not at urgent care. They were like, you're not sick. So then that's eventually why I got on the show is because I had to get a doctor's note from the specific doctor to say okay. that I'm fine. Yeah. Yeah. So the chapstick was like in one of those tests. I was just like, what do I do? Like, I don't like, I'm clearly not sick. And then I just was like, well, let me just try this. And I didn't actually even do it. I just was like me and my boy, like my boyfriend Googled it and was like, just do this. I'm like, I'm not going to sit here in the doctor's office and like stick chap- stick up my nose. So we just <laughs> laughed about it and thought it was just like hilarious. So when I said the story, it seemed like I had like lied about having COVID and put chapstick up my nose to evade the test and mm-hmm. get on, which was not the case. Yeah. Um, and so I think a lot of people thought that I was going on the show and like giving people COVID or that I had lied about um, my test and everything. I had not actually even done the chapstick. Like it, it did not go up my nose. Um, it was just like, like uh, my last ditch effort. I was like, Oh, I will do this. Um, but obviously like it, it wouldn't have worked if I did try it. Um, yeah. yeah so that, that's pretty much it. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I feel like people believe what they're going to believe. Like, 
I, I think I was pretty clear in explaining myself um, on Twitter, which people still got upset ab- about. And they were saying that the PCR test was um, still saying that I, I'm, I'm positive, which is not the case of a doctor saying that I'm positive. Like, why do people on Twitter know any more than that? But I, I, at this point, I, I feel like um, there's really nothing I can say to change people's minds. Mm-hmm. I mean, people, people have their idea of me. And um, there's not really much I can like say, you know what I mean? I do understand what you're saying. And I just, so just to clarify your, it's, it's a story that you, you're saying that it's a story that you told sort of amplified it for comedic effect, but the exactly. doctor, you did have a doctor's note saying that you were not sick. Absolutely. Okay. And um, I had to keep going back. And in one of those, like the, one of the last like five, I was like, well, what the fuck am I going to do? And um yeah. So no, I did not do it. And so I amplified it for comedic effect as I do. I mean, if you know me and talk to me, I'm always like kind of saying things and coming up with stories, but um, yeah. Yeah. So it, it just, it just kind of bit me in the ass and I realized mm-hmm. it. I was like, oof, I yeah. probably shouldn't have said really anything just because like, even if it's a like more of a joke, people can take that and and make it because guess why it was grounded in reality like the chapstick and the whole evading of the thing was more of like a farcical joke and it's just absurdist for me to be like sticking chapstick up my nose in a doctor's office i mean like they're clearly gonna see me like do you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. yeah no i hear what you're saying and i i i think it's yeah it's it's probably a difficult thing to address so i do want to um move on to the season because it was there's a lot to still ask you about this season i am just curious if you tuned in every week to the show um and what you thought of all of the drama this season like the lux versus the lucy versus the mistress of it all did that surprise you seeing all of that unfold after you left um it did not surprise me because i've been (laughs) hearing about it for months (laughs) um yeah so no i uh I had been getting sort of the tea from everybody. That was the main thing that I heard. So then seeing it in person, I felt like when I was being described or or people were describing it to me, it sounded like it was just like this explosive drama. And then seeing it on TV, I was like, oh, that's not (laughs) it. That's nothing. (laughs) (laughs) Well, well, how do you feel about the top four? Did the top four surprise you at all? Is there anybody that you think should be there that maybe didn't make it besides yourself? Um, I think Lucy was definitely robbed. I think they should have done a top five like they did last year. Um, that's right. They did do a top five last year. Yeah. Yeah. So I think she was definitely robbed for sure. Mm-hmm. I, I, I really think that Lucy deserved a spot in the top five. Mm-hmm. Well, I do want to talk about your elimination episode too, because there, there were some unanswered questions there too. Cause I, I, I want to go back to the start of the episode and okay. talk about your mindset at the time, because there was foreshadowing like you all picked teams and then you turned mm-hmm. around and you said sorry losers to the girls who weren't picked and rue said those words might come back to haunt you so yes. did you feel that that maybe sealed your fate saying that or did hearing rue say what he said in response did that shake you a little bit um i mean i definitely feel like it it sealed my fate but um Again, I have foot and mouth disease. Like I just, <laughs> I say these things in jest, not thinking that they actually have repercussions. Um, and 
obviously I don't mean, you know, sorry. Like, I don't mean to call them losers. It's just me being myself Yeah, and um, bit me in the ass. And yeah, so I, I think <laughs> that they were definitely looking at me extra hard that week. Mm-hmm. Well, there was also a Reddit thread about this. And I want to ask, it looks like Aura was wearing your homophobic dress in the challenge. Was she or was that just a coincidence? <laughs> no, she definitely was. <laughs> <laughs> Did she ask to wear it or were you like, oh, you should wear this? Um, well, because we wanted to do um, rainbow colored stuff because mm-hmm. our, our team was called Over the Rainbow or our, our heaven was called Over the Rainbow. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was like, oh, I have a, like a rainbow-ish dress if you want to wear. She's like, okay, perfect. Great. So we got yes. the homophobic dress, some more screen time. <laughs> yes, that we, did. we did. I had to rip the I'm homophobic off um, because it was, oh, no. it was like screen printed on it. Yeah. So I had to, I had to like carefully pick it off. But yes. She got oh, to wear it. No. Well, I, if anybody's going to wear it for the last time, I mean, uh, yeah, let's, let's, it has well, to no, be my actually, boyfriend, of course. <laughs> yeah, oh, wait, now you have two boyfriends or it's your second boyfriend? Yeah, of course. It's 2023. <laughs> Everybody has a second boyfriend. <laughs> well, I did hear that um, in a couple of these interviews that we've done that Aura was, um, how should we say this? Um, Madly in love with me? Yes. <laughs> yeah, with you and with everybody on the cast. Let's just say yes. that. <laughs> You can More confirm. specifically me. Don't hurt my feelings. <laughs> well, I did see that video before the season began of you like dancing and Aura filming you. I think it was when you were in New York for press week and she's like, hey, hey. And you were just like yes, going lower and lower of- onto the ground. <laughs> yes. You know that meme of like um, the, the skeleton wearing the jock strap? <laughs> you know what yes, I'm talking about? Like, I, I feel do. like that. Yes, I feel like that's what she was kind of going for posting that picture or uh, that video. I, I love that. I'm never going to be able to get that out of my head now. Yes. <laughs> well, I let's talk about the lip sync, too, because, right. uh, you know, the lip sync against Amethyst, I, I don't think somebody has ever shown there. I think you called it the, the their princess poppy pussy as much mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. that intensely during a Diana Ross performance before. And you did something in the lip sync <laughs> that I am not sure we have ever seen before when you left the stage and you danced alongside the other queens. So was that something that you just thought of in the spur of the moment? Or did you tell the other queens that you were going to do that? And what were you mouthing to them during the song? <laughs> I, I did not tell them. Um, and I really, I just kind of did it spur of the moment. And um, I think I had kind of known, I mean, Diana Ross, like, that's just not really in my wheelhouse. Like, it's <laughs> <laughs> not really my, my thing. Like, I do some, some, you know, more out there things. Like, I usually do, like, Barbie Girl or, like, the YMCA. Like, mm-hmm. more, like, campy, fun songs. And this one is more of, like, a sexy sultry uh power ballad and um i sort of kind of could see the writing on the wall and i was like you know if i'm gonna go out i'm gonna go out like me yeah um and and i could have you know just done like a diana ross song but that's not staying true to myself and so um i wanted to uh (laughs) show my princess poppy pussy i guess (laughs) (laughs) Well, what was, what were you actually, were you just lip syncing or were you actually saying things to them as you were dancing near yeah, them? So that was a dance break. And I was, I was just like going through and I was like, oh my God, she's famous. Oh, I know her. Um, <laughs> just same random shit. What was the reaction like in the room when you did that? Could you sense a vibe or were they saying anything back to you? Yeah, they, they were, they were definitely loving it. Some, some girls were like, what the fuck? And then a lot of girls were, were absolutely living. So um, it was, it was a mixed bag. 
I I will say it was very entertaining. Um, I am on the record on this podcast many weeks ago saying I was ridiculously entertained by it. I loved it so much. Um, But you did also say an untucked uh, for the look that you wore. You said this was like a last minute decision to stone your pussy the night prior. I believe that's a direct quote. Um, So did you make that outfit there or was there like another runway look that you maybe had planned that you had to alter? Right. So um, I had all of my runway looks um, illustrated for me, like the second that they told me what the um, what the categories were, I knew this amazing illustrator and I had kind of worked with him before. And I gave him a bunch of references and what I wanted to do. And I was like, this is exactly what I want with this hair and blah, 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 blah. And he was like, all right, no worries. And he would send me like a couple of drafts. I would pick that and he would finalize it. So I had all of my runways like planned out visually. I could see everything. So I sent it to this one designer who I will not name. Um, and they were like, no worries. Like you got it. Absolutely. Like we'll make your illustration come to life. I'm like, perfect. Amazing. Thank you so much. Um, flash to a couple of weeks later after me trying to get a hold of them being like, hi, like any updates? Like, can I see fabric swatches? Can I just like really know anything about this outfit? Um, they sent me the picture of the finalized outfit, which was just so far removed from oh, what I wanted. It no. just, it wasn't even metallic. Like it just was awful. And I was trying to be very specific about the type of fabric that I wanted. Um, it was that sort of like, I don't even know how to describe it. It was so long ago. Um, but it was that kind of, you know, that material that Alaska wore from the future of drag runway on mm-hmm. all stars Two. I'm not recording Or the it. Simone when she wore that, um, like business suit. Yes. You know how it was like that kind of shiny material that looked like metal, but it was a different color. Uh Uh-huh. That's what I wanted. And I was trying to be specific about it. And he was like, yeah, 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 whatever, whatever. I'm like, okay. Um, so send it to me. It just did not work. And he sent it to me and I was like, maybe I can try to fix it here. It again just it was just not it. Um, it really it looked like a frog face. Like that's the best (laughs) way I can describe it. It was just so bizarre like it just was weird and so i was like okay i can't do this so i contacted this other person that i've used before um charismatico and they're very nice they do a lot of like you know like corsets and stuff for drag queens or performers or burlesque dancers um and i was like hi i just i would like a backup for this metallic look um because of the trouble that they were giving me in the middle of the process i just was like i should have a backup just in case um and i was hoping not to have to use it but i was like i just i need something yeah um so i had to use that unfortunately because it was just so close to the deadline that i was like i don't have any other time to like commission something else or or get something else like this is my only really metallic thing that i own and i had a couple of other things that were sort of ish metallic but not really um, so I was really fucking devastated that I, uh, that my, cause I had just, I loved my idea for metallic and it was so heartbreaking to be backstage also too, like they'll announce the runways, like with all of us, like not on camera and like all of the girls were so excited. And I was just like, well, that's it for me. Like yeah. I, it's been nice knowing you guys. Like, and then like we were backstage and everyone was like, Oh my God, I gave them my runway. And I'm like sitting there in this. I mean, it's a, it's fine, but it's like great for like a brunch. Like it's just not great yeah. for like a false drag race stage, and like mm-hmm. it just it just was not what I wanted, and so it was just hard um, to do that. But that was a lot of my runways. Like a lot of my stuff just showed up not looking like what I wanted, or it didn't show up 
at all. Like, mm-hmm. and I posted on my some of the illustrations on my sketches. Account. Yeah, I saw yeah. those. So the gloves one was probably my favorite out I of love all that. of them. So excited, but that one, um, the designer still has yet to message me back. I got back from Drag Race and was like, I would really like a refund. Heard nothing. Um, I just, I guess I'm never going to hear from them, but um, they sent me a box of fabric, like literally a box of fabric the day. I mean, literally the day before I left for Drag Race. Um, Like, I think we flew out on Saturday and I got it like Friday in the afternoon. Um, and so I got my friend to come over. I, I was in tears. Like I was just absolutely like devastated. How to get my friend to come over and like try to piece this costume together. So it just, it was not working. And he gave me like all these illustra- like illustrations and these instructions on like how to construct it, which I don't know what I'm doing any more than like. That's why you hired this person. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. So it was so crazy <laughs> to me. Um, but he also made my puffer jacket, which was, I think it was nice. It wasn't exactly what I wanted. That was also unfinished. Um, but it, what frustrates me about the whole process is that if you can't do something, tell me at first, so then I can work on it and, and get it done. Did you get your and refund? I, no, I did not get a refund. Oh um, my God. Yeah, a lot of this, I just paid for everything and I was like, you know what? It's fine. I, I didn't really get a refund for most of my stuff but yeah that that was that was the case for a lot of my stuff my finale stuff was was um the designer was unfortunately um i think in the hospital or something happened and that was not the the greatest um there was a lot of things that was just messed up and it, it was it was really hard because i felt like i had sort of done the work and i had gotten these illustrations and i was like this is exactly what i want but i think also too with the illustrations I think it sort of set me up for failure because I had such high expectations and I, um, I think I overachieved and like watching the runways this season, everybody was sort of kind of not paired back, but like compared to what I try to do, I try to do these giant like Met Gala ball gowns, every runway or some, some elaborate thing. And I think it just bit me in the ass because there was no way I was going to be able to get all of this in the very short timeframe that I had. Mm -hmm. The last thing I want to ask you is we we did sort of get into this a little bit earlier, but, you know, looking back on this, what do you think the future looks like for you? And what do you hope your drag race legacy will be and what kind of career you want from here? Right. Um, I want to fall off the face of the planet. I don't want no! to be famous. I don't want, No, but truly, like, I really just kind of want to, like, fade into obscurity. And I, I think... Um, that's not a bad thing. Like, I think a lot of people put so much emphasis on like success equaling fame. And like, I think it's okay to like not want to be famous. Like, I think it's mm-hmm. really totally valid to like not want to be known by a bunch of people. Yeah. Um, and like, that's just like not what I want. I don't want that for my life. Um, and I think that's okay. Like, I'm hoping that people are understanding. Like, yes, I put myself in this position and got on the show, but I, I more so did it because I wanted to share my love for the, the craft. And I really enjoy drag as an art form. And I wanted to um, explore it and, and um, celebrate it on this show. I didn't necessarily get on the show to like get a fan base, if that makes sense, which is why I think I was so okay with like not being on social media because while I love fans, that wasn't ultimately what I was after mm-hmm. when applying. Yeah, I, I um, totally hear that. Yeah, so I'm really happy with where my future is going because it 
it's not hinging on um, how many followers I have or how many people are talking about me, be it good or bad. Um, it's just, you know, me living my life, mm-hmm. which is great. I love that. It feels yeah. so nice to kind of be almost normal again. Mm-hmm. I think that's beautiful. I think that that is, you know, because very rarely do people come out of this experience, I think, wanting less of what this whole sort of fame machine gives them. They want sort of more. And I think you and Willow are maybe the only two people that I've interviewed in the past few seasons that have been like, yeah, I kind of want to take a step back from this. Um, So I think it's a a very fascinating perspective. And I just want to confirm. So it's like, we're not quitting drag. We're just taking an extreme step back for the next few months, pulling back and Princess Poppy will only come out at like select occasions. Exactly. You hit the nail on the head. Um, Princess Poppy is never going to go away. I'm not going to delete my Instagram. I'm not quitting drag, Mm -hmm. Um, but it's like a Barbie that you have. Like you're not always going to play with her. And when you become an adult, you're going to put her on a shelf and you're going to, you're going to put her up there. But it's like, you know, sometimes you're going to get a little drunk and you're like, let me go play with that Barbie. Yeah, if that makes yes, sense. Dr- drunk and playing with Barbies. I would expect nothing less. Um, exactly. That just sounds like a regular afternoon for me. Absolutely. I love that. And let me just say that it truly has been really like I have loved talking with you from that moment that we first had that first interview. I thought that you were so much fun. And I am so glad that we got to experience um, the Princess Poppy experience for, for what it is and what it will be in the future. Um, I can't thank you enough for being so open and candid with me. Thank you. Our intergalactic era might be over for now, but Jilly and Closet and I will always be your universal podcast mothers for the rest of eternity. I'm your father and your mother! We'll be back with an all-new recap next week after the reunion episode, so please make sure you're subscribed to our feed, and please rate and review us after you listen to blast us higher and higher into orbit. (laughs) Until next time, and we're going to try this again, we say... Extraterrestrial ferocity. (laughs) Damn it. That looseness. Give us back those balls. Charlotte! Quick Drag is hosted and produced by Joey Nolte and Jillian Cedarholm, produced and edited by Sammy Junio, and executive produced by Chanel Johnson. There's weather. Cloudy weather. Ooh!